Today, I kind of get the privilege of continuing on our teaching series in the book of 2 Corinthians, and we get to talk about spiritual warfare, which is kind of fitting because today is Pentecost Sunday, and it's all about the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit and the effects of what the Holy Spirit can do when we allow the Spirit of God into our lives. So the title of this morning's message is Spiritual Strongholds, and I'd kind of like to start off by sharing a story. There was an American ballet dancer who was known for his brilliant performance. He was an incredible athlete as well, Walter Bissell. He happened to die at a very young age from a cocaine overdose. Now, are drugs to be blamed for the untimely death of this incredible human being? But the truth is, Yes and no. There's something much deeper, much more sinister that kind of is going on. As Patrick's mother admitted later, she said that he was a victim of physical and verbal abuse at her hands for a very long time when he was a child. Many years of abuse left him emotionally wounded. And instead of seeking any type of professional help or going to a counselor or visiting and speaking with a pastor... He went to cocaine for temporary relief from his pain. Now, many would blame the mom, but there's a spiritual aspect that's kind of going on in this tragedy. You see, Satan, demons, use Patrick's hurt as a foundation to build a wall of lies around him brick by brick. The Bible calls this a spiritual stronghold. As God's children, it's crucial that we learn about spiritual strongholds in our own lives and how to deal with them because they are one of the most highly effective strategies of Satan and the demonic world against us. So I want to share with you some truths today and we're going to read from 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 1 through verse 5 reading from the NIV. It says this, by the humility and and gentleness of Christ. I appeal to you, I, Paul, who am timid when face to face with you, but bold toward you when away. I beg you that when I come, I may not have to be as bold as I expect to be towards some people who think that we live by the standards of this world. And this is, this is the key. Here's the focus. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war, as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. I love the way the King James Version puts it. The weapons that we fight with are not carnal. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish every argument and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Literally speaking, a stronghold is actually, it's a reference to a fortified structure or a fortress. In ancient time, fortresses were built to defend great cities from invading armies. They were very strong structures constructed using thick and solid stones. It made a counterattack much easier as the archers at the top on guard of the fortress would be able to rain down arrows to the enemy that was on the ground. 
These structures typically were built on mountaintops or high places. Those that were built on lower ground were often surrounded by water called a moat. And often they would take carnivorous fishes and place them in there. Highly guarded during times of war, no one could get in or out of those places without permission. Today you see the ruins of such great structures like the Great Wall of China or in the Caribbean, El Morro in Puerto Rico, or Slane Castle in Ireland. They are examples of these kinds of places. In the New Testament, Paul uses the term stronghold as a metaphor to refer to a false yet strong state of mind that we're under. It's literally the fruit of Satan's work around us and in our minds. That state of mind in particular takes the form of an argument or or a false logic or an idea that underestimates the redeeming work of Jesus in your life. I don't know if you've ever said to yourself before, I am too far gone. I've gone too far on this thing. My depression has gone on for for too long nobody could help me not even God can help me or perhaps you've said if I walk in through the doors of the church the building is going to collapse on me see those are strongholds scripture says that every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God needs to be destroyed I'll give you some examples maybe someone you trusted maybe someone who was trying to play or should have played a father role figure in your life, deeply betrayed you and hurt you. And as a result, the devil lied to you that you are on your own because nobody can be trusted after that person betrayed you. And you in turn then become fiercely independent, so much so that you begin to have trust issues as good and godly people of good character begin to surround you. And then you be even begin to struggle with the idea of trusting God because if people fail you, then what makes you think that God won't fail you? So in this mindset, among other things, it can cause us to sin and it can inaccurately convince us to have a negative thought pattern or negative thoughts against God and it can urge us to live according to an erroneous or a false interpretation of scripture. It can cause us to entertain pride in our lives. It can cause a distortion of of our perception of how God sees us and feels about us when we sin. I tell you, a distorted perspective is when we sin and we do fall and we're Christians and we begin to mope around all over the place. Can I tell you, you are going to sin sometimes. It is so good that the blood of Jesus has forgiven you for sins past, present, and future. The goodness of God is over your life. God desires to flood you with his grace and with his mercy but sometimes sin, when we enter into sin in a false pattern or in a stronghold pattern, we defeat ourselves so badly that we don't see a route towards recovery. That's not the God that I serve. The God that we serve makes a pathway towards recovery. The God that we serve is the God of redemption, is the God of love, is the God of forgiveness. 
lives? Where do these spiritual strongholds begin? Well, it often begins with an emotional wound that we experience caused by a hurt or disappointment that makes our heart fertile ground for lies to be planted in. And the devil begins to lay down and build brick by brick on a logic of lies. And the moment we buy into these lies, then we come into agreement with Satan and demons and we cede control of our lives. And that area then becomes a spiritual stronghold which the devil will vigorously defend and attempt to retain control of at all costs. As years begin to pass, these walls can become so strong that a victim will not even want to be helped. So what are some common roots of spiritual strongholds? Spiritual strongholds often differ from one person to another, and so are their roots. Sin is a root. See, Jesus' sacrifice on the cross provides a covering, a forgiveness, an atonement for sins. However, Christ's sin, Christ's rather, Christ cannot atone for sin that we have not confessed. The devil, the enemy of our soul, thrives on secrecy and will establish a stronghold in unexposed sin in our lives. I know I'm sinning. I refuse to confess it out loud. I refuse to acknowledge my sin out loud. As a matter of fact, I've become so comfortable in my sin over the course of several years that I really do not want help from this at all. And it turns into a never-ending cycle of abuse and you almost become comfortable in the state that you are in and you don't desire more, you don't desire freedom because freedom is the unknown. Lies. Lies about God, lies about yourself, lies about how God sees you, lies that the devil has been whispering over and over in your mind for years, which is your pain, and you've unfortunately have chosen to believe them. That is how strongholds get built up, or even the occult engaging in the occult is nothing less than posting a vacancy sign on your life for evil spirits to be able to come in, even unforgiveness. When we harbor bitterness against others, the devil takes advantage by keeping us in a state of bondage. The people who wounded us may not deserve to be forgiven, but we forgive because it is our calling in Jesus because Jesus has forgiven us of so great a sin against God. Second thing, we forgive because it sets us free from bondage, which produces bitterness in us. And as bitterness, the root of bitterness begins to grow, we begin to wound other people, and that root of bitterness solidifies itself and becomes a stronghold. So how do we tear down these strongholds that have affected and have invaded our lives. And so many Christians fail at this because they don't even know that there's a stronghold in their life. So what we need to do is we need to kind of probe our lives prayerfully for constant battlegrounds. Where are there unhealthy habits in your life or thought patterns and struggles that we don't want other people to know about? Remember, strongholds can take the form of good things as well. For a while in my life, 
really struggled uh, with my weight and um, really had gone through several depressing, difficult moments in my life. And I began to uh, just eat and consume a lot of food. And that was the one thing that made me feel good. Any type of food, all sorts of hours, didn't matter if I was full or not. I'd feel terrible afterwards. But it comforted me in the moment. I didn't know that there was a stronghold there that was being built up. Even religion can become a stronghold as well in your life. And you may not realize it at all. Or perhaps even a fierce protectiveness over those around you can become a stronghold. Although some of these things are good. Food is meant as a good thing. Faith and worshiping God is meant as a good thing. The idea of protecting those that we love are meant to be good things, but they become toxic to your soul when their roots are embedded in a lie that has stemmed from a wound that has occurred in your life. Spiritual strongholds, though, they can be destroyed through non-stop spiritual warfare. To wage such warfare, however, you need to understand what it is to abide in Christ. The Apostle Paul uses the text that we just read today to say, we take every thought captive to make it obey Christ. Or we take every thought captive in obedience to Christ. So I'd like to talk about some practical ways that we can do that. Now, we know that spiritual strongholds are built upon lies. So you need to replace those lies with God's truth. And to do so, you need to start exposing yourself to God's word in a systematic manner and confess the truth that you learned against the strongholds that you've identified Any unhealthy habits and thought patterns that are foundational to those strongholds need to be replaced with healthy habits and godly thought patterns. I'll give you an example. The beginning of this crisis, my family, we were greatly affected. I mean, I don't know about you or whether your kids have really felt the intensity of all that is going on, but I know that my children have. And it's affected their ability to sleep, their ability to rest, their ability to be in a state of peace as they're attempting to go to sleep. And it's become very difficult to even put them to sleep at this point. Several nights ago, Crystal and I went into our kids' room. We began to kind of probe what is it that is behind all of these things, all of these feelings. And... uh, Our daughter said to us, I feel like you're far away. I feel like you're not going to come if I need help. I feel like when you, I go to sleep or when I'm in my room and you guys are far away, you've somehow forgotten about me. And so, step by step, my wife began to take each one of those lies that she had come to believe in her head and began to break them down step by step. She said, hey, we're, we're here for you. 
we always love you. The second that you need anything, we will come here. We will be with you. You need to understand that mom and dad or mama and dad, that we stand ready to protect you. We're watching over our home. We're watching over you. We love you so much. We're for you. And we're going to bless you tonight as you prepare to go to sleep. And we know that you'll do well. Not but five minutes later, my daughter was sleeping. After several weeks of having difficult time sleeping. And for good measure, I told her, and this is a new thing kind of in my life, and I want to encourage you to do it as well. I've told my children several things. I've told my children, if you stand up and rise during worship and praise Jesus with all your heart out, I'm going to buy you ice cream afterwards. Because God is a rewarder of those who seek him. Why wouldn't God use me as their earthly father to reward them for heavenly things? And it's the same thing I told her that night. I said, when you begin, sometimes what we need to do as people of God is we need to pray and be prayed up. And then we need to activate that faith even though it feels uncomfortable and our emotions tell us that we can't. Sometimes we need to walk towards the we can and that is how we begin to defeat spiritual and demolish spiritual strongholds. And I told her, if you begin to walk this out in faith and pray and stay here, I'm going to reward you with some ice cream because God is a rewarder of those who seek him. And so when she activates her faith, I as a father come into play and I reward her for seeking diligently our Lord. So I want to encourage you, begin to break down these strongholds in your life and replace them with truth. Really think about, analyze the things that you believe about yourself, the things that you believe about others. Are they founded in truth? If they're not, there's a good possibility that there's a stronghold there. I want you to join me in prayer. Because we need to guard our hearts we let the devil rebuild his strongholds that have been brought down. And to guard our hearts, we need to remember one thing, that our identity is not rooted in our success or our failures, but in the work of Jesus, which was already completed on the cross. See, Jesus saw every failure, shortcoming, and every sin that we would ever commit, and yet he still laid down his life for us. You don't have to earn and perform to receive God's approval because Jesus has already earned it for us. All we need to do is believe. Would you come into agreement with me in this prayer? This is a prayer to demolish strongholds in your life. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the precious name of Jesus, my Savior, who shed blood is all sufficient and able to free me from the powers and strongholds that have enslaved me. In the name of Jesus, I ask that you would break the power of sin in my life and the enslavement to all and any developed strongholds in me. Destroy the evil plans and purposes that the enemy has towards me. I know that you are stronger and that your plan in my life is perfect freedom through Jesus. Lord, I'm sorry 
that I've given Satan and his demons a foothold in my life and repent of the way that I've allowed him to gain control over my life. Break his power in me, I pray, and fill me to overflowing with your Holy Spirit. In my distress, I called on the name of the Lord Jesus and I stand fast on the promises of God that nothing can separate me from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus my Lord. Break, I pray, every stronghold in me. May I live to your praise and your glory from this day forward forevermore. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. So good to have been able to worship along with you and to be able to teach you straight from God's word this morning. want to encourage you, spend a special time in prayer today. Seek the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Seek Jesus in all of his fullness today on this wonderful, beautiful Pentecost Sunday.